Welcome to the Scott Minutes Podcast. It's November 3rd, 2020. And here's a situation in New York. As I was driving in Manhattan yesterday, businesses throughout the city are boarded up. There's long lines at wine shops. And there's tension throughout the land. And why is that? It's because... Tomorrow is election day, and election day is usually, you know, filled with uh, interest. But today, it's kind of filled with dread as we've got, uh, you know, a good 10 months of COVID behind us and uh, strife of all kinds, you know, in the, in the streets in terms of racial violence, etc. And Donald Trump and his rhetoric uh, around um, questioning the validity of, of votes, etc., has, has created a, a tense environment. And um, I think it's true for here in New York, and it's true for the rest of the country. But I um, thought we would take this moment to give some moments, some some thoughts just before the election, and I'm sure we'll have something to say after the election. But uh, there's so much we don't know now. But uh, good evening, Manaz. Good evening. Um, let's start with how the election and COVID is uh, now, <clears throat> months and months on, has been affecting your life recently, work-wise, etc. Um, yeah, I mean, COVID has definitely affected. Um, campus life. I'm on campus. I also have students online. Uh, Manhattan College is doing pretty well. We've had one positive case, but we've lost a lot of money, so there's a lot of uncertainty for us as a college, as a community. Um, in terms of the elections, we are getting ready for safe spaces on the campus on Wednesday in case of bullying or any kind of violence or any kind of uh, taunting. We have an interfaith prayer going on on campus and we are um, trying to do the best we can in terms of the results of the elections. The elections honestly have frustrated me because it's a new cycle, 24 new cycle in the United States and it's very annoying. Um, I have tried to focus on work, uh, keep my path going as much as I can work really hard during this time um, and not get distracted by the new cycle, the 24 new cycle of the really horrible, horrible amounts of people that have died from COVID, uh, which is unimaginable to me as a U.S. citizen. Um, and I think the fear for a lot of us is COVID, of course, and uh, contracting COVID because I'm out there on campus, healthcare, um, and the thing that is kind of off the news right now is also we're still deeply challenged by what's going on in terms of uh, race matters in the United States. And again, it's just buried um, under the news cycle of elections and COVID. But I want to say that even during this time, I've 
again encountered many wonderful people, even virtually, um, watched them doing work. Um, and I'm talking not just about the amazing essential workers, but I'm talking about scholars, teachers, writers, journalists that have really, really taken this time to work hard and deeply reflect on what's going on. And I've been really, really lucky and fortunate to be part of some of those discussions and also been able to present on work. And my work, of course, deals directly with racism, especially in terms of Islamophobia and anti-Semitism. Um, and then that in itself, um, of course, reflects on what's going on today during our elections. Um, we're, we're, going, we're going to go to, we've had a, a new phenomenon here in New York, which is early elections and how that's manifested itself is uh, there's, I think, um, 12 different polling places in Westchester region. And <clears throat> it's been long lines, so long, in fact, that we haven't actually gone to vote until until we will tomorrow on actual election day. Um, but do you feel, uh, what, what are your emotions about election day? I mean, are you feeling, and I go back to when you first got your citizenship and you were excited about voting for Barack Obama. What are your emotions now in terms of the election for Amari? I, I mean, I, I don't feel, I, actually, I don't feel excited. Um, you know, I like Biden way more than Donald Trump. That should be a given in terms of who I am. But I'm also not excited about Biden, and but I'm voting for him, and I'm supporting the Democrats. I am a Democrat. I've always been a Democrat. <clears throat> but I think um, how I'm feeling. I'm feeling like if Trump wins, um, a lot of us are thinking of exiting. <laughs> and I think that's metaphorical, because where are we going to go? But at the same time, the fact that a lot of people are thinking of a second plan out of this country says something about what's happen what's going to happen tomorrow. Well, I, I have to echo those thoughts, but I mean, I, I'm not thinking about leaving. Um, I think that uh, the best thing we could do if there's a Trump victory, which I don't think there will be, but we'll know soon, is to not spend as much mental capital, intellectual capital on him and his machinations in the next four years. I mean, it's just a waste of our, our, of our time. And I feel like at least for me, and I, and I would uh, have to say, I would uh, imagine there'll be a, a, for people who are interested in the Democratic Party, or certainly against Trump, or in a part, let's just say this, in a coalition against Trump, there'll be a retraction from the news cycle that you were talking about so aptly about how it's irritating, it's a 24-hour cycle, it's mm -hmm. constantly barraging us. I think people are going to step away from that in a big way. Uh, just for their own sanity, you know, and um, well, here's I have to, I have to say, well, just one last thing. I have to say I haven't had as much angst about elections since 2004, and uh, I think I, I've I've found my own mental health. Yeah, in a, it's kind of in a, in a negative way, but nothing's been as worse than 2004 election, where we somehow re-elected the maniac George Bush and after all the things he had done and how badly he had run the country. Um, so I take it from that context and even even a Trump win tomorrow or the next day is 
to me, still not as bad as Bush getting a second term. Um, people like to forget and they like to um, revise history, but I still am solidly there with that history. Even no, I mean, I wasn't a fan of his, but maybe it's because I study fascism and I study the Holocaust where Trump worries me more um, because it's not just the fact that he's actually passed a lot of laws under us that will affect especially the poor and the minorities in this country, but that he's blatantly a racist. Um, Bush was not blatantly a racist. I don't know whether that ever came out. He was not very smart, and he was being ruled by companies, uh, which is not a new thing in the United States. Um, and he, you know, caused an unfair attack on Iraq uh, where, you know, half a million people died, and we're still dealing with those repercussions. That's what's going on in Europe today. But Trump, for me, as an American speaking, not on foreign policy, internally and domestically, is the worst president that we've ever had. Well, I mean, I'm not saying he's good. He's not good at all. It's that you're talking. I think we're splitting hairs on fascism. Like, I think that the reason that uh, Trump initially may seem worse in terms of his fascistic uh, ideals versus say um, George Bush is that you know George Bush wasn't necessarily uh, racist. Of course, you know his Secretary of State and his. Uh, National Security Advisor were both uh, African American, but uh, he certainly was a fascist of a different stripe. I mean, he was more of a co part of a cadre of people who were some just very evil individuals and internationalists. So you know, with Trump, he's a cult of personality. Well, I mean, so it seems more glaring, you know. I mean, you know, we have over two hundred thousand people dead in the United States, and he doesn't care. I mean, that is fascism at its best. He doesn't care. He gets COVID and says it's a blessing. He doesn't encourage people to wear masks. He actually discourages them. He doesn't listen to science. He doesn't listen to medicine. Um, he, he doesn't call out white supremacy. He doesn't call out um, sex offenders. He doesn't call out police who blatantly kill black citizens of this country he is one of he is all the ideological factors of what we call fascism it's true um I, but it also i think in a more finer point that uh what's happening in the united states is a, a huge populist movement um people see wealth going to the, the top one percent they see that there's no interest from the congress to create a, a safety net for them in terms of uh, health care or increasing Social Security. And so, and they see, you know, they, they look at the left uh, and their sort of haughty nature and, you know, elitism. And they look at the right as, you know, having no human interest whatsoever. And so this populism, it's either going to either going to go really left or go really right. And if it goes really right, 
to your point, you know, that, that fa the face of the really right is, uh, unfortunately, white nationalism, you know, and that's exactly what we'll see. Well, I call it, you know, like if you want to talk about the phenomena of what's going on, is it's called isolationism within the country. I'm not talking about the country as a whole. I'm not using the political science term. But it's a psychological aspect. So if you're, if you're okay, then why should you bother about another? Uh, it's a lack of community in this country, the breakup of understanding of immigrants, the kind of lack of knowledge in our generations about our own history. I think we're in a crisis, you know, in many ways. I mean, not just Trump. I'm talking about the educational system. I'm talking about the social welfare system. I'm talking about how we treat each other, um, how we look at one each other. And we have these homes. We go back into our homes and we come out with all these opinions and ideas. And as long as we're safe, we don't care about anybody else. As long as we've got the jobs, it doesn't matter. And we've lost that idea and notion of community and community is is how we bring in the liminal which means the person that's outside of that community if you have a very strong community structure you don't leave anyone behind well i mean that's exactly what i'm talking about in terms of populism because you know we can have this civilized discussion here on our podcast um and our opinions are informed by you know, our focus on uh, national international affairs and maybe our own education and the people around us are educated. But, you know, 65% of uh, our fellow citizens in America never even go to college, for instance. And they, their day is ruled by uh, very you know normal circumstances it's a, a paycheck it's a coming home and maybe working very long hours and um, uh, maybe being in a dysfunctional relationship kids who are not getting the best education they can get and so they're look they're they're wondering who's looking out for them nobody you know and some people think it's trump because they may I, i'm just going to say because they're completely disconnected with the reality. I mean, there's no, there's no way a Trump could care less about uh, lower-income people. And some say uh, it's, you know, leftists in this country who have ideals that may or may not be able to get through in Congress because of the enormous amount of influence that uh, corporations have. And so it's a frustration ultimately. You know, we're frustrated. People out there are frustrated, and uh, it has to come to a breaking point at some point, because hopefully it's a uh, a breaking point that is a peaceful one. But when you talk about a country has more guns than people, and we still have three hundred and twenty million people, <laughs> that's a lot of bloody guns. You know, it, it's worrying. I mean, I, I'm like I told you, I'm coming home yesterday from Manhattan, and all these businesses are boarded up. You know, and uh, boarded up because they expect violence, or you know, chaos. Yeah. And that's listen. I've been voting a long time, and uh, we'll say one thing about this president: we've never been expected to have chaos. You know, but he's the one who drives this chaos, and that's a I think is a solid critique. And I don't care who you are; you have to see that. 
admit it. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I'm, that's why I'm saying Trump is the worst thing because we are at this point because of him. Um, and there are people who just cannot stand him. I mean, there are Republicans that can't stand him. And they feel that the party is gone. I wish the Republicans had done more um, to, to stop him from even appointing the Chief Justice. I mean, that's another fascist move. Um, you know, trying to stop... Uh, former President Obama from doing it and then going ahead and doing it. It was just a hypocritical administration. But I also want to say that the, the, the problem with Trump and the people who surround him is that they're really not intelligent. Um, they're not intelligent and they get fueled by these supporters that are, that are talking about what America is. And I think the conversation really should be about what is America. As Charles Long always said, America never happened, and perhaps that's where we should be looking, rather than looking at different figures. What does America mean to us? How do we imagine it? Is there an America? Is America an immigrant story? Is America a Native American story? Is America about slavery? Is America going to be raw in its history and about who America is? And I think that, to me, is the problem. Um, we can talk about all kinds of different issues, but I think we need, that's why we need a, com a, a nationwide conversation. Rather than saying, make America great again. Well, when was it great? You know, I had this notion when I was walking around today, uh, I was thinking about, you know, what's the rationale for democracy, you know. And of course, there's many good ones and the flavor of American democracy. <laughs> Um, I had this weird notion in my mind. I said, if if Trump won, what role should, what would be a, a, a productive role for a, a Barack Obama figure? And, you know, I voted for him twice, and I know he did too, and he embodies a lot of the things that I want in a president, the qualities I would like to have in a president. But one thing he hasn't done, and it would be interesting to see him do, even you know, even in a long form podcast like this, is like it would be good to get into the details. Is a is a serious critique of himself and what he was able to do, what he wasn't able to do, you know, because he was he has a he had a, a very interesting place in history, and he could have really, he could really dis, um, he could really un unpack him himself and his place in power. And I think it would be interesting for Americans to see his real thoughts, you know, his post-political thoughts on his role in American politics. That would be interesting to me. Because um, we really like, and this is to build on what you're saying about this important conversation we should have on what is America's place, who are we as Americans in democracy. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I hope that Biden wins and that we could sit and reevaluate because, you know, electing Biden doesn't solve every problem. 
Yeah, and okay. we're never going to be able to solve all the problems, but what we can have is administration that can listen, that can hear people in place that are about the people and not about themselves. And I think that's what I would like to see in America. And nothing is ideal and nothing can be solved in four years or even in eight years. But to have someone in place that you can say, okay, he's not making fun of people. He's not making fun of others or their weaknesses or their vulnerabilities. I think that would be refreshing to see somebody who doesn't do that. All right. Well, I think we got to be throughout how we were feeling about this uh, moment in time. And I think we'll come back and produce another podcast when the political smoke has cleared and we have some answers nothing but questions uh, uh, as the recording of this goes down and hopefully we'll have some answers soon so we'll see you on the other side thank you